Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. So let's start off with the Capitol and the uh, protest, the unrest, the civil disobedience, and every other horrible term they can come up with. So we had a couple hundred thousand people, as we all know, show up in Washington, D.C. to protest the election. And why do we protest the election? Simply because 75 million people aren't buying it. And why aren't we buying it? This is another simple one. You just have to think and open your mind for a minute and you'll get it. Obama got himself in the 60 millions in votes. Okay. Hillary Clinton, she got herself 60 million plus in votes. First woman, first black man. DNC, Democrats, liberals, everybody's super ecstatic. And I get it. Obama, you know, that was pretty impressive to see that guy take the political scene by storm out of nowhere. But he only motivated 60, 65 million people to vote for him. Then the party that screams about diversity and racism and how everybody but them is all these things, choose the whitest, oldest, historically racist man they could find. And he gets 84 million votes. So the Democrat party is either just admitting it's completely as racist as we all believe them to be and ignorant and stupid or shenanigans. This is why we lean towards more shenanigan than you all being that racist. The night of the election, Trump is winning all the states that are in question. And with that, we go to bed. He's winning by four, five, some states, eight points. But at the same time we were going to bed, we're getting through the news that they're going to stop counting, which has never really happened before. Elections were actually decided in the day people voted and the night that they were counted. This happened in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. And now we can't count votes. We have the technology to do all this, but we just can't make it work. You know, there's the questions about Dominion coming from Argentina and the software that goes with it, how easily manipulated it is. Not just two years ago, this very party, the Democrat party said, this stuff doesn't work. It's not trustworthy. It can be completely violated, but they win. And now it's the most perfect system that ever worked. Our democracy is just so safe because Trump's gone. We, on the other side, think, you people are nuts. You cheated. You stopped counting in Detroit, Michigan. You stopped counting in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You stopped counting in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You stopped counting in Atlanta, Georgia. But everywhere else, people were done. So you can't tell the people on the right that what we saw didn't happen. What we heard you say two years ago didn't happen because it all did. It's just because this time your plan worked for you. So therefore everything you said in the past doesn't count because that's not what you wanted. See, you guys are hypocrites 
And that's all we're trying to explain to you and see you for what you are. You're a lying hypocrite. If you think this election was legit, it wasn't. And what did the 75 million people want? This is all we want. Fair elections. That's it. If we lose, we lose. We take our game and we go home. It's over. But we don't believe we lost. And all Congress had to do, once there were questions about the voting machines, what went on those nights, the mystery suitcases that showed up, ballots that had just one mark on it, all Biden, nothing down ticket. If a commission was created, which could have been created, which should have been created, of the five senators, five congressmen, and five Supreme Court justices, spread it out. And then the media, if it had half the ball it thinks it has, would openly display the process to the American people. Because you have to convince half this country they didn't get screwed. Because half this country is convinced we got screwed. Because you won't talk about it, you hide behind it, you won't deal with it, it just works now because you won. Move along, and then we get called every name in the book. It's a distraction. See, you people are stupid. That's what they want you to think. But we all know better. We're not stupid. We know a con job when we see one. So the protests were by a huge percentage, like 99.9%, very peaceful. People with their families, young and old, went with their flags and did what they did, said what they said, made their peace. But there was 150, maybe 200 people that got super carried away. And I don't know if anyone had said, Great job, guys. You guys storming the Capitol and doing all that nonsense. 75 million people disagree. That was not the way to handle that. So what did you want to get accomplished? You get in the building. Then what? You guys didn't have any weapons. I saw one guy have some tie straps. So what was the plan? Can I kidnap people? Can I just tie them up and sit in a chair and put your feet on Pelosi's desk. What does that accomplish? You feed into their game. Their game is to keep calling you every name in the book. You're the worst of everything. And when 150 to 200 people go in there and act like an ass in front of the world, dressed like morons, acting the fool, what are you going to accomplish other than embarrass 75 million people in this entire country? That is not the way you protest. That's not the way we are going to protest. We're going to be smarter about it. We're going to go peacefully. We're going to go to state capitals. We're going to go to the federal government. And if you got a county that's in question, you should go to your county and you should protest there. Bring signs. Speak in peace. Stand up for the Constitution. Protest by reciting the national anthem over and over and over. Sing the Star-Spangled Banner as a group. Chant USA. Don't get emotional and don't ever take the bait. People are going to create that group gang culture, right? One person gets a little aggressive, so the next one is, the next one is, the next one is. You don't do it that way. Take lessons from Martin Luther King, who was a Republican, if you all didn't know that, and believed in God and the country individualism, capitalism, just wanted fair shake. Is that not what 75 million people in this country want? Do we not want the same thing? Do it the way MLK did it. It works. 
It takes time. Anything worth wanting and needing should take time. You won't take it for granted. It'll mean something. It's God, country, family. Never lose the faith. We can beat this back. Despite the odds, we can win through peace. Welcome to the world of cancel culture, people. What a week it's been watching Trump and those like him or believe in him or think like him that have an audience are being dropped like flies from social media. I've been telling my wife, who is still on Facebook, of which I was, but I left six years ago now, social media will be the demise of this country. I believed that then, and I believe it now. Social media. It's where people go to lie. It's where people go to convince everybody in the world that their life is so perfect. And look at my little kids and look at my husband and look at this and look at that. And aren't we great? Nobody ever tells the truth on that thing. Nobody ever says, my kid got two Fs, got kicked off the football team, started drugs, girlfriend's pregnant. You never hear about any of that stuff. That's real. Social media is a lie. And it's the ultimate of beer muscles. People that wouldn't have the guts to speak their mind in the public, in front of other people, to friends, and say anything in disagreement. Take that phone, open up that laptop or iPad, and start cranking away about how brave they are and how strong they are and how stupid and racist and everything that's bad in the world can spew it out of their hole. Nothing positive. It's all hate. And it comes from both sides. We're tired of them. We're tired of the left. We're tired of socialists and communists and Marxists trying to destroy this country. It's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. Your little utopias that you want to create, lefty, that doesn't exist. Everywhere and every time in this planet's history that humanity thought, I got an idea. Let's take the power away from all these moron sheep people because they're stupid. And we, the uber rich, we'll just take the power and our little group will decide everything. We'll live high on the hog and they can just live or die. Don't really care because it doesn't affect me. I'm the rich guy. It doesn't work anywhere. Any country you want to name that's done it. Dead, floundering, soon to die. And then there's the Chinese. Our government is in bed with the Chinese. And you get to go, hey man, how can you say that? That's just crazy. How can it be in bed? Politicians from California up and down the coast, starting in San Francisco down, Swalwell, Boxer, Feinstein, the list is long. And we're going to learn more and more about this if our Congress, the conservative Congress, gets into it and finds it out. And the real media actually digs into it and finds out and lets the word out. But these people have all been broached by Chinese spies. Barbara Boxer just this week, she was working for a Chinese company about security and whatnot that was like banned from the American government. Like, you can't do this. She's lobbying for them. She gets named, called out like, hey, Barbara Boxer, you're on this. Guess what she did? She quit the next day. If you're doing something right and you get caught, why would you have to quit? Swalwell. His name's Eric Swalwell. 
congressman from California. Complete douchebag. He's got a honeypot. And that's the uh, Chinese spy way of getting in there and I'll just sleep my way to the secrets. And this guy was spewing nonsense for the last four years about Trump and Russia and all that nonsense. And it was proven. Left-wingers, it was proven. All that Russian nonsense was just nonsense. None of it was true. It was a lie. You have to accept it. And you can go online and you can look up how Hillary Clinton's group paid for the dossier that was a lie. And it goes on. And now the FBI agents were convinced that they were going to decide. Two people in the FBI were going to decide how that last election was going to go. Trump can't be allowed. They're going to decide. Not the 160 million people that voted. Nope. Can't have that. This cancel culture is out of control. Parlor. Probably a lot of people that are listening to the show and will listen to it in the future are on Parlor. Parlor's gone. Why? Because we have different opinions. We look at the world differently than the other side, the left, the socialist, the Marxist, the communist, the person that thinks they're still a quote unquote Democrat. That doesn't even exist anymore. There are no 60s or 70s or 80s Democrats. That's gone. This is as progressive and as dangerous as it gets. So Twitter, boom. They don't like what you say. They drop it. But they don't mind it if the same thing is said by a congressperson from the left. If the bartender, that's how I refer to her, that Cortez broad from New York, she's the bartender. She's a moron. She doesn't have a clue. She's just a bartender. She'll sit out there and put some incredibly hateful stuff. There's a congresswoman from Inglewood, California, who lives in Beverly Hills. It's classic. She doesn't even live in her district. Because why live with the black people? Even though I'm black, I'm going to live with the white people where they're rich in Beverly Hills. She talks about attacking Trump supporters and people from his administration. That's okay. That stays out. We know the vile things the left says. They say it every day. You can go on and see it, and they say it every day. There was a, an attorney on PBS. It's a staff attorney who sits there and tells people on video that Trump supporters should have their children taken away from them and sent to re-education camps immediately. He got fired. It's because he was a nobody. He wasn't the host of whatever PBS NewsHour, that clown that nobody ever watches. No, that guy can say whatever he wants. But some lowly attorney can say what they're all thinking and wanting to do And he gets fired. Why are we so afraid of what other people think? Why and how did thought become so dangerous? What's wrong with debate? You see the world one way? I see it another. Let's talk about it. Maybe I can convince you some. Maybe you can convince me some. Maybe there's something in the middle or two-thirds my way or, you know, one-sixteenth your way, mostly my way. You just can't shut down the other side. Facebook, doing the same thing. Apple, Google, Amazon, cutting platforms so the app just dies and all apps like it in the future will die. This podcast will not be on Apple iTunes. I won't do it. This podcast will not go on Google or Amazon. I'll put it on everything else and Spotify. That's where you'll find us, guys, until they do something crazy. At one point, somebody's going to stand up and say, this is too much. Countries in Europe, their leaders are saying, whoa, 
we come from a historical country, like in Germany, where this all took place. And this is really dangerous. And we're not really cool with that. You know, the capital thing was kind of messed up. We all agree. But now they're talking out, saying censorship. Can't have that. That is going down a path that we will never recover if we don't stand up to it. You got to go old school, people. You got to talk to one another. Make a phone call. Send an email. Do a text. Get together in a group. Hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? You should check this out. I'll read an article on The Blaze. One of my favorite writers is Jason Whitlock, a black man who has a brain and thinks for himself and has his own thoughts and opinions, and he shares them. And I don't agree with him 100% of the time. I don't agree with anybody 100% of the time. And nobody ever will. That's okay. But Jason Whitlock is a brilliant guy. And he wrote an article last week. You can go on it. It was like uh, January 7th, 8th, 9th, somewhere around there. Talking about the danger of all this. The social media platforms. The cancellation of everybody. Killing free speech. Companies can do whatever they want. They can. That's the free market. But it has to come to a point where money, I mean, Amazon made more money ever during COVID. You're welcome. And you're just going to turn an eye to that and say, you know what? 75 million people, screw you. Here's what's going to happen, Amazon, because I did it. I did it yesterday. My renewal for Amazon and Amazon Prime comes up for renewal on January 21st of 2021. And I canceled it yesterday. I will not be renewing. I actually canceled it, took out the emails, everything. I don't care. I won't be buying through Amazon. I'll look at the site for information and maybe I'm going to pay a little more. I don't care. I will spend my money somewhere else. Google, I don't use the Google search engine. I use the Bing, it's Microsoft. I'm sure it's all one and the same, but I hate Google. I hate their intrusions into our lives, the information they gather. I I got nothing for Google, except I do like the docs because it's free. And freeze good. I dropped Dollar Shave Club because of their support. They sent me that email during the BLM protests when they were burning down the country, which was totally okay, I guess. I canceled them. Thanks for doing it. Now I'm a Harry's guy. If a company in this country or on this planet wants to support something financially, I suggest you just do it and not brag about it and not spit in the face of 75 million people plus their children. Because we're not going to buy from you. It's been said, the most powerful vote is with your wallet. And I believe in that. You want to make change? Hurt them where it hurts the most. The wallet. Their bank account. Their stock prices. Walk away from them. It's okay. I think for like a week after I dropped Facebook, I was like, man, that's kind of weird. Because I look at it like everybody else, you know, five, six times a day. But you get over it. It's not a big deal. We lived our entire lives without it. You can live without it again. Amazon, Google, Apple, Twitter, Facebook, all of it. It's garbage. It's garbage. And here's the thing. They're the ones running the country now. How freaking scary is that? These big tech conglomerates are the most powerful entity on the planet. Twitter allows China to censor its population and says horrible things. And that's okay because there's money there. The NBA, it's all about China. They'll go and play their whole season there because there's more money to be made in China. Look at your 
movie studios. They censor and edit movies now. I don't know if you guys know this. They actually go in. They'll do a movie, director final cut, gets to the studio, and when they send it overseas to China, he usually sees it before we do. Chinese government doesn't like it or doesn't like something. It gets dropped, cut, edited, reshot, whatever. So not to offend them. Now you and I and most normal people on either side of the aisle look at a movie as just a movie. You know, everything in life doesn't have to have a political message, but in China it does. Cause that's what communism is about. Control. They cannot know how the other people live. I've been to China. I spent 10 days there on a work trip. That was before their Beijing Olympics lost 15 pounds. It's a great diet. Chinese food. There is not like Chinese food here. You don't go to the Panda Express, which isn't Chinese, but that's what most of us are used to. Or you go to the local Chinese restaurant. That's nothing like it is in China. You want to know what a Chinese food is like in China? Go to PetSmart. Go to Petco. Go to the aquarium section. Look at the wall. That's dinner, folks. You can actually shop for your food in aquariums. And then they scoop it up and they cook it or whatever and they bring it to you. And there's nothing like having fish and the whole thing is there staring at you. Head, eyes, gills, tails, everything. Yeah, I prefer fillets like most of us. But that's China. That's the way they are. But while I was there, I would be asked by so many people about things in America. And then the older ones would ask me about our military, like who's our favorite general and who's the best and all that business. And I'm just sitting there going, this is not a normal conversation. But they don't have normal conversations. That's the point of censorship. They react to what they're told. They don't think, they just react and ask a question. And if you say something, they'll look at you. I'm like, well, that's not what Chinese says. So you're wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. I only live in America and I've been telling you what's going on in America, but I'm wrong. We don't want that. We cannot let that happen. So we got to protest. We got to stand up. You vote with your wallets now. Hurt them where it counts. Take away the money. Spend it somewhere else. You can live without it. We have become the society here in America of excess. We have to have everything and anything and more of it. You don't. If you looked around, I did. I was talking to my son. He's 21. He's producing the show about a guitar I've got sitting in my bedroom with an amp. And I haven't played the thing in five years. Why do I keep it? He plays. So I talked to him to see if he wanted it or would be interested. And he is, but I'm like, yeah, I can also sell that stuff for like 900 bucks. So we'll see. But look around all the junk you've collected. And trust me, guys, most of it's junk. It may have personal sentimental value or whatever. Okay. But a lot of stuff is just stuff. We don't need the stuff. Stay focused. God, country, family. What do they need? So vote with your wallet. If you don't like a company and how they stand politically, don't support it. If there's an actor or a musician out there that's got a big mouth and wants to slam and insult 75 million people, don't watch them. You know, just this week, two guys, Schwarzenegger, former governor of California, you know, big rhino guy. He's married to a Kennedy, so he was he was never even close to a right Republican. He he was he was a swamp monster. He comes out and he's bashing everybody on the right and Trump and how the 75 million people are no different than the Austrian uprising that happened back in the 30s. 
you know, because Schwarzenegger would know back in the 30s. I mean, he'd make him 90 years old. But he didn't live through it. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, like most of these people. Just say things. John Barenthal. I love the guy. Great actor. Everything he's been in, you know, most of it's been small little parts and he makes bigger part. You know, if you guys have ever watched Fury, he's the uh, the loader and the guy that fixes the tank. If you ever watched Sicario, he was the dirty cop that was dancing with Emily Blunt in the barn, tried to kill her, and she fought back. But his biggest role was The Punisher on Netflix. And he was the perfect person to play that role. He comes out this week because there's pressure, because the Punisher symbol that is on the Punisher t-shirt is also used by special forces. It's used by patriots. It's worn by veterans all over this country. It's a symbol of respect, of power. You're wearing that shirt. You should be telling people you can be trusted. I got your back. I got your six. So Barenthal comes out and says, 75 million people, F them, literally said that. No, John, F you. And the rest of you, you're all disposable. Your career will last five, 10 years, and then you'll be gone. And you're going to be another Hollywood has-been. The people you're protecting, the studios, the politicians, Chinese censorship, all of it. They'll forget you. You were a pawn. All of you are just a pawn in the game. And you're stupid enough to use it and fall for it. Make a little money. And then you're gone. Forgotten. That what you want? Because that's what's going to happen. It's best if you're in a position where you want an audience. You want customers. You best just shut up. Keep your corporate decisions about politics to yourself because it's only going to hurt you. Isn't going to hurt me. Calling me a name and expecting me to spend a dollar at your place? Yeah, I'll pass. I'll go to the dollar store before I go back to Amazon. I'm just not going to do it. It's useless. And if I got to pay $3 more for a $20 item and it's local in town, then damn it, that's what I'm going to do. And I hope the rest of you do the same thing. So who are the socialists? Well, that's the Democrat Party. The Democrat and media playbook is as old and as predictable as time. If they're calling you a name, if they project on 75 million people and say, you're racist, you're white supremacist, you're homophobic, you're Islamophobic, and all that other nonsense they throw at us all the time, here's the trick. They're projecting. They're the racists. They're the homophobics. They're the Islamophobics. They're the ones losing their minds over everything. But it's always point at somebody else. So we sit here in a world where the Democrat Party is 80 plus percent socialist. The media is probably 90 percent plus socialist. They believe in taking away all the industries from corporations and small medium businesses owned by real people. I used to think that corporations that were donating money to politicians on the Democrat side and the socialist drive were nuts. That they were sitting around, you're going to give a socialist that wants to collapse your industry, make it government-owned, take it away from you, and you're cool with that? But then when you see the cancel culture that's been taking place and who actually runs this country, um, it is the corporations. 
And you've got people like BLM and Antifa who are collecting money from these corporations that swear that they hate them. Um, or they're lapdogs. They work for them. The catch-22 and the hypocrisy on this whole thing is openly astonishing. It's like, are you people even, do you even watch what you do and say and who you're working it for? Because corporate America is owning you and you don't even know it. Socialized medicine, right? Obamacare. If you have a plan, you get to keep your plan. Your prices will not go up. And we all know then and we know now that was a huge lie. Proven. Everybody you know, yourself included, can sit there and look at your medical payment monthly statement and go, yeah, I used to pay three, $400 a month, and now I'm paying seven, eight. My wife is a school teacher, and we were on her plan. And if we wanted a PPO, we were going to pay over $1,200 a month out of her check to have that privilege. When she first got hired 23 years ago, it was free. And about eight years ago, we started having to pay for it. $1,200 a month. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Well, I liked my plan, and now I don't want it because who can afford $1,200 a month? So what we do, like everybody, you got to kick it down. So what do we do? We join Kaiser, the ultimate socialized medicine facility corporation on the planet. We used to kid before we had Kaiser. That's where you go to die. And now we have it. Service is horrible. Getting an appointment's a joke. I have allergy issues. Find out I'm allergic to everything brown and dying in California. And I've lived here my entire life. So they decided to get me on the shot program. And this started last year, like in January. And I was getting my shots. Everything was going good. Getting my weeklies, getting my weeklies. Starting to feel a little better. Kind of wean myself off all the other over-the-counter crap I was taking. Then COVID hits. Boom. There you go. Medicine's closed. Can't get your shot. Then they call me and say, well, we want to start it up again four months later. So we have to start all over again, right? We run every two weeks. Now I got to go back to every week. Yep. Got to start all over again. Okay. So we do that. Shut down. That's the end. I find alternatives. I don't go to Kaiser. They don't want me. They don't want to help me. They don't want to provide medical care, but they'll take my $350 a month and provide nothing for it. We've already complained and sent letters to Kaiser and it's been sent on to up the chain. You know, I'm sure some bureaucratic nonsense black hole. So you'll never hear from it again, but how dare you charge me money for services you refuse to give, but yet offer, but you kind of don't socialized medicine. That's the point. It's bad. You won't get what you need when you need it. You'll just be sent home or ignored, or they'll just cancel appointments randomly and good luck trying to get a hold of somebody not from India to get another appointment. Socialized medicine. Yeah, you can keep it. I'd rather just have my own plan and go see my own doctor and get my own services as needed. Thank you very much. Who wants to take your guns? Democrats. Socialists. They want the guns because if we have guns, as the Constitution is intended, I mean, it was only the number two thing in the Constitution. Second Amendment, kind of important. The point of having the guns was so that the government would not even think about becoming a tyranny. But you guys notice lately, they're kind of cool with it. Take the guns, don't take the guns. You know, Biden will make a big push. He'll put up something stupid. He's going to want to confiscate, name the weapon, and it'll make it illegal. And it'll go to courts and he'll lose until he stuffs the court. When he stuffs the court, 
Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But you have a right to keep and bear arms. That is your constitutional God-given right. And if you don't have weapons, that's your choice. I highly recommend you go to a local gun range. Most of them have weapons that you can rent for the experience, and they will teach you how to use them. Start with small caliber and work your way through your comfort zone. My wife does not like shooting my 45. She loves shooting her 38, so a 38 is what she's got. I teach my boys gun safety, take them shooting. They know how to handle weapons safely. And myself, I have training. I've been around. My stepfather was in the Navy for 30 years. He's part of SEALs, Delta, back when we were not even allowed to talk about that. He's gone. He passed away in 98. But he taught me a lot about survival, a lot about weapons, and a lot about how to make it through this life. A very wise man. So I pass that information on to my children. And we should all be passing information like that on to our children. But if you don't own guns, I suggest you go to a gun store. Give it a try. There are ways and means of safety protocols at home with locks and so forth and safes. The only way someone gets into it is if you let them into it. So be responsible, but take advantage of your Second Amendment rights while you have them. You want to know who the Marxists are? That's Black Lives Matter. Antifa. And that small but young, ignorant group of Democrats, they're your Marxists. What's a Marxist? Early 20th century Karl Marx. Look him up. He was a peach. That guy was responsible for tens of millions of dead people in his own country because they weren't pure, like the Nazis with the pure. They got to get rid of the Jews and these minorities and all this nonsense. And then they got to get rid of the ones that think for themselves because we can't have that. If you're not on board, you're overboard. These two styles clash. These two isms. It's inevitable. And how do I know? Guys, you can look back the last 10 years and look how Democrats have made a victim of everybody over the last 10 years. Pick a category, right? So I haven't and won't go to Target. I will not shop. Haven't been since they announced it was totally okay for dudes to go use the women's dressing room and dudes to use the women's restroom. Well, my wife, like a lot of people, has IBS. You know, it's like Crohn's. It's in that realm of the world. Makes your tummy unsettled and out of nowhere, for no reason, you got to go to the bathroom. I'd be damned if I was going to go to Target and my wife, in a 911 moment, needed to use the restroom, went in and there's a dude in there. Because all that's going to happen to that dude is I'd go in and I'd kick his ass and then I'd get arrested. That's the world we're in. So I choose not to get arrested by not going to Target. But look at the rights. They told dudes that like to dress like women, it's okay. You don't have to go to the bathroom with the other dudes. You can go with the women. Now, what did women fight for and still fight for to this day? But in the 60s and 70s, bra burning out, women's rights, equal rights. Sorry, ladies, you don't get a toilet. Here's the sad part. Those same women that fought for that right are cheering on this guy to go to the bathroom in their bathroom for that guy that's pretending to be a girl in a high school track team and going out there and dropping a 10-5 and a 100-meter dash while the rest of the girls are running 15. And they celebrate it. 
So those little girls, those young women, women like my wife, they have to sacrifice their right and their ability to appease a dude in a dress. That clashes. Women were getting annoyed, and they're going to keep getting annoyed. And they're going to get upset, more upset. They're going to stand up, and they're finally going to say, hey, no more dudes running in our races. No more dudes using our bathrooms. I'd like to go to the bathroom in peace. And if that dude doesn't like it, hey, we all don't care. Because I don't know of a guy on the planet that is going to go to the bathroom, use a urinal, and look at a guy in a dress. We might snicker. We might just roll our eyes. We may just stop peeing and scoot over or go to a stall. But nothing violent's going to happen to that person if they're a dude in a dude's bathroom. You do what you want. But leave the bathroom and my daughter and my wife alone. They have the right to use the restroom that was designed for them, not for you, dude. Stick to the urinals and just get over yourself. But yeah, Target, haven't been in there. I think it's eight years now, something crazy. Whenever that came down, stick it. Haven't been in and life goes on. But these groups clash. And then they kept climbing that change of first it's cross-dressers, right? First was the homosexuals, then it was the cross-dressers. And then we got to add another letter to the alphabet. So now lesbians need a right here. And then we got to have transgenders have their rights here. And, and, but every time they give another right to the next victimized group they've declared, they're taking away the rights of the people they gave in the first place. So the women lose, then the gays lose then the lesbians lose. Then it, That's the cycle. When you give to somebody, you're taking from somebody else. The whole point of this is we're all supposed to have equal rights. There's a girl bathroom. There's a guy bathroom. Newsflash, there are scientifically, biologically, and God-given only two genders. Let that sink in. Let the hate mail, whatever, I don't care. There are only two. But if you keep taking a right from somebody and giving it to somebody else, it will come around and bite them in the ass because eventually the people they're taking it from, now it's just conservatives. It's conservatives that are taking it now. It's going to happen to you all too. That's what's so funny. In socialist countries and Marxist countries, they kill the homosexuals. They do it today. They kill them. Conservatives have no desire to kill anybody. You want to be gay? Be gay. I have gay friends. I have gay relatives. So be it doesn't bother me. Just keep it to yourself. I don't need to see it advertised in my face. Have some respect. That is a choice. Yes, I said it. It's a choice. You're not born that way. It's a choice. And later in the history of this podcast, I'm sure this subject will come up many times. But you're, you're smiling. You're grinning. Like, ha-ha, conservatives are going to get it. Yeah, just wait. It's coming for you, too. They aren't going to stop. Power is absolute, and they are absolutely corrupted. And they're coming for all of us. You're just later down the list. They're going for the jugular, and 75 million people outweigh the 0.3% or 2% or 0.1% or less than that of the population that are identify as homosexual, trans, all that stuff, the alphabet. Who wants you silenced? Marxists, socialists. Their political agenda demands obedience. There's no voting. Marxism, when you're the man, you're the man till you're dead, or the other guy has you killed and takes over. That's Marxism. Socialism, same thing. 
the guy in charge stays in charge till he's dead or the guy below him whacks him and takes over. In a republic here in America, our vote used to matter. And until someone shows us that that was legitimate, it wasn't. You will not convince 75 million people anyway anyhow by just sitting on the, the news, sitting on the TV, sitting on your YouTube channel saying, you people are fill in the blank, calling us names. That doesn't convince anybody. Prove it. If you're so convinced that this election was so up and up, straight as an arrow, clear as a whistle, Joe Biden won. Prove it. Prove it. Just say, yo, America, here it is. Here's everything we found. And it was 1% of this was corrupted or something like that. And the outcome of that would not changed. And we know how to fix it. Okay. You know, most of us will buy into it. If you prove it and show us and not hide, just show us what's going on. Until then, that dude ain't my president. And you can go, oh my God, how can you say that? Okay, lefty, progressive, socialist, Marxist. For four years, you clowns have been screaming, he's not my president. He's not my president. Russia, Russia, Russia. All a lie. And you clowns were drooling on yourselves for four years. So forgive us if 75 million people are going to go, wait a minute. This ain't going to happen. It's dirty. Prove it. Prove to us we're wrong. And most of us will go with the program because there's always going to be some. Like we think not every Democrat is a BLM or an Antifa. They're just the loudest and most obnoxious and most dangerous. And if you allow that to happen, don't speak out. It's going to swallow you up. We as conservatives, 75 million people that voted and our families are just saying, be straight, be honest, but socialism and Marxism does not allow for that to be possible. So you wonder why we're mad. In the end, the game by both socialism and Marxism, as it's played out in every country in the history of this planet, is you attack and destroy the middle class. It doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter where you live. But if you are educated, if you are working, and if your husband and wife, or your husband, husband, or wife, wife, or whatever, if you're both working to try and sustain a life and are living, you know, maybe got five, six, seven, eight, ten grand in the savings account for that just in case day, but more or less, you know, you're just paying your bills and getting through life. You're middle class. We are the target in the 20th century for socialists. It was the Jews. For the Marxists, it was all the minorities and the intellectuals. They had to go. Now it's the middle class. And those people in D.C., those people in the boardrooms in this country, they do not care what your skin color, your religion, your gender, they don't care. They're going to destroy us all, step by step. That's why we protest. That's why we go out. That's why we have to be smart and not fall for the shenanigans and the bait. Be responsible, be smart, be brave. Stand your ground. Do not engage. Don't get violent. Violence doesn't solve anything. It never will. But if someone attacks you, you defend yourself. That's different. We don't pick the fight. We end the fight. But socialized medicine, seizure of property, re-educating, silencing with censorship, the guns, the middle class, they want it all. 
and Biden is going to come for it for at least six months. I give it six months before he's 25th Amendment or just quits or strokes out because the guy is just mentally not there. He can't even read a teleprompter. So that's our guy with 84, 85 million votes. That guy is the one that motivated the country. That's the guy that inspired all you people to go out there and vote for the guy that couldn't get 20 people to show up anywhere, anywhere. But the other guy had 10, 15, 20,000 people show up regular. And maybe the times are a changing as they say, back in the day, you couldn't get five conservatives in a room together. They had other things to do. Take care of their family. Go to work. We don't have time for this nonsense. Well, we are making time now. We have no choice. We have to stand up because corporate America and the media, the socialists and the Marxists of this country, they're coming. They're coming hard. This week in Media Lies, Lies, Lies. Sleepy Joe has released his nearly $2 trillion plan on how to save the economy from COVID. We're all still going to be locked up. Don't worry about that. Still can't go anywhere and spend any money in restaurants, things like that. Nope, can't do that. But he's going to give this nearly $2 trillion to the blue states that shut everything down to destroy the economies for their hope of getting Biden elected over Trump. Plan worked, I guess, but they're going to give it to state and local governments. Here's the best part that uh, they're not going to talk about on the liberal media outlets, the socialist media outlets, all that nonsense. That money in Joe's little speech is going to be going to the first responders of those states and cities and counties. You know, nurses, doctors, teachers, firemen, cops. They're going to give money to cops the police departments that they were screaming all last summer to defund. So, hey, BLM, how's that taste? You liking that? Because they just told you to pound sand, we're giving money to the police. Now, I'm sure there's restrictions up the kazoo on how it will be spent, what will be spent, and they're probably going to try and turn a bunch of cops into social workers. Um, good luck with that. Because retirements and just straight up leaving the department to go work somewhere that isn't insane will just continue to happen, and you will have nobody in your streets except for the criminals and the homeless and the deviants. In San Francisco, anyone? In the Capitol incident, FBI has identified a BLM man as one of the 150 inside the building, raising hell and instigating. This is my shocked face. There were probably 30, 40, 50 of them. That was the plan. Pretend to be something you're not, stoke the fire, get some people to follow. Well, there were 200,000 people there. They convinced, stoked 150, maybe 200 people to go do something stupid because that's what the BLM does is they do stupid things. They're the violent ones, remember? They're the ones that hurt people. They steal from people. They steal from their neighbors. People own business in towns. I'm just going to take it. That was a big joke. People just driving up cars, smashing windows, grabbing stuff. BLM. Arrested. In the Capitol, you won't hear about that. A CNN report. This was great. I thought this was hilarious. California State Representative Ted Lieu reportedly grabbed a crowbar to defend himself. Oops. Didn't happen. CNN in the, uh, the fine print corrected that statement about a crowbar to defend himself. 
It was a pro bar energy bar. It was an energy bar. Ladies and gentlemen, it was an energy bar, but the media first message is, it's a crowbar. He thought his life was in danger, so he's going to brain someone with a crowbar. A, why would a congressman have a crowbar in their office? B, how stupid do you think we are? It was an energy bar. He was hungry. He was so worried for his safety, he wanted a snack. I told you about the PBS attorney, but I think it's worth repeating because there's a lot of talk out there about re-education and holding people accountable and things like that. But that PBS staff attorney says Trump supporters' children should be taken away from you. 75 million adults that voted for Trump, he and those like him think they should take our children away. You want to know why mom and dad that don't have guns should have guns? That's why. Because if you're not going to stand up and fight for your kids, then just walk away. Quit voting, move out, get out. Because if you're not going to fight for your own kids, then you've got no fight in you at all. Re-educate them. COVID, our favorite topic in the world. COVID, are you ready for this, people? Charles Barkley spoke. Yeah, you know that guy. TNT, former basketball player, Hall of Famer, all in about a clown. Because it's terrible. That's just terrible. He thinks the NBA and the NFL players should jump to the front of the line to get their vaccines ahead of everybody. The reasoning behind this, are you all sitting down? They make a lot of money. That was his excuse. The NBA and the NFL, they make a lot of money. You notice he didn't mention the MLB, Major League Baseball? Gee, I wonder why... A racist black man thinks athletes from the NBA, predominantly black, and the NFL, predominantly black, should go to the front of the line because they make a lot of money over mostly white players that make a lot of money playing baseball. It doesn't get more absurd than that. So Charles, you can call every white person you know and every Trump supporter and conservative a racist. Sir, what you just said is racist. And lastly, Joy Behar of The View and Don Lamont of CNN spoke. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. America.